Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Week one of OTAs is in the books. It's in the books. Week two begins next week. I got the one and only John Chapman here. And we're going to talk about the 49ers. We're going to talk about the players that are trending up. Some of the players that may be trending down. And we're going to talk about if the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL. Stick around. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages? Your boy Breezy and John Chapman is back. Second time in the same week, John. What's going on, baby? Oh, I see you, baby. Your shirt Ripping looks... the shirt? Ripping yeah, your shirt looks... Breezy a... shirt. Excited I, to be here, man. I kind of feel like your shirt is a lot more comfortable fitting than mine. Mine's kind of like tight around the, the nipples. <laughs> Your joint is, you got some breathing room. I like it. I had to stretch it out a little bit this morning. I ain't going to lie. I did the old, you know, big guy stretch. It's the way it goes, man. I'm doing it a little more than I like to nowadays. Need to change some stuff up, baby. What's going on, everybody out there? Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. The weekend, the week is, is ending. The weekend is on its way. I'm excited. John, you got anything special planned for the weekend? Yeah, for, for us now, you know, we, we got this move taking place in like five weeks. So we're doing a lot of like uh, last hangouts, which has been kind of interesting. So as far as like 49ers world, ah, I'm just going to keep breaking down film any chance I get. But uh, yeah, man, we're, we're like in the, hey, let's hang out one last time with different folks. And so we're doing that a lot, which is going to be a lot of fun. I hate moving, bro. Like, yeah. 
Here, here's here's the thing. I, I I told my wife the next time we move, everything stays and we buy new stuff. I just hate yeah. move. That that's the worst part. Packing, unpacking, you know, getting into the new place is cool, you know, but unpacking. Hacking, all that stuff. I don't want anything to do with it. But shout out to everybody out there. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I got to give the Breezy's Bunch crew some love. All right. Troy Knowles is in the building. My man, West Coast Kings, is in the building. PG Brown. What's going on, PG? Downtown PG Brown's in the building. Excellent best. Grizz in the building. Tanisha is back. What's going on, T? Good to see you. Woke Niner recaps. What's going on, family out there? Uh, who else didn't I shout out? Let me make sure I get them all. I see you. Big Papa never softened in. Take it to the church. Rob the preacher for the offering. Sorry, I'll be out. I'll be on my hip hop stuff early in the morning because I work out from like five to seven. So I'm on it. You know what I'm saying? So we got the countdown crew. We got everybody. I see you, Cinnamon Kiss. I see you in here. Christy Marie's in the building. Morning, everyone. All right. Everybody's in the building. Colin, what's going on, family? Ronnie33 in the building. My boy Niner Cali Boy is in the building as well. Shout out to all the members of the channel. Now, tell you what, if you want to become a member, all you got to do is click on this little join button. Click, click, and then you could become a member. Some prompts are going to pop up. I don't know if you could do it off your cell phone, but I know you could do it on the computer. I'm sure you could do it on your cell phone as of right now. So go ahead and become a member of the Breezy's Bunch crew. I tell you, you don't want to miss out on all the extra perks out there. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in from John's channel as well. I see my man Don is in the building. Tom, in the place to be what's going on family and i'm so glad that i have john here because there were some things i wanted to talk about with him throughout the week when i was like i gotta save it for friday i gotta save it for friday john what's the most spiciest thing that's going on right now in 49ers world man i i feel like the level of quarterback conversations it, it, it's just overflowing, and, you know, it's been this way for a while. We, we even tried on this show to not talk about the quarterbacks for a long time just because it was just getting so over whatever. But then the Niners come out with a press conference, and they have not one, not two, but three quarterbacks talk <laughs> at the press conference. And it's just like, all right, they're feeding the beast. I understand the questions. We got to go through it, too. But that's the spiciest thing. But I just constantly, you know, as we didn't even put it in the note, show notes. It's going to take care of itself organically. There's going to be more than one quarterback playing just because it's the Niners. It's going to work itself out. Don't focus so much on, you know, who's getting first team snaps and all that stuff. Not what's important. It's not what's important. John said it's not important. I can't help but watch or look or listen to what they're putting out there so don't be mad at me when i put out some stuff that they're putting out i just want to let people know i'm just regurgitating the information that they put out and then we come here and we just have a conversation about it i right. think that's kind of like what we do right john uh shout out to our sponsors over at residency go to www.residency.com use the promo code sf breezy now i tell you what they got a sale on their residency caps not all of them but some of them all right don't miss out you can take advantage of it they got hats for 15 dollars. all right these hats are usually 50 to 60 bucks yeah, they have lot. some for 15 bucks go take advantage of it use the promo code sf breezy save on your purchase today and speaking of purchasing i guarantee you it's going to end very soon john 49ers rush road trip.com early bird special take me away baby 
Man, so pumped about this. We've got five trips planned out. Head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Come party with me and Wayne. We're going to have a lot of other people coming and going for different trips as well. Nick, uh, I'm hoping Peachy going to be out for at least a couple of trips this year because she's so fun to hang out with. I'm so pumped about this, man. So, yeah, Pittsburgh, that thing's selling out. Like, we're, we're, we're probably, I was talking with uh, one of the guys that I run the site with, and we're probably raising prices on that one because it's like we're already, the numbers are getting ridiculous for that trip. The other trips, uh, those are probably going to be sitting for a while. Uh, but, yeah, if you want these cheap, Early bird pricing. Go now. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go check it out. Some of these parties we got for like 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Uh, whatever it's like day of and all that stuff, we're going to have to raise the prices. But, yeah, come on. We're, we're trying to reward the people that plan ahead and support the shows and want to come out and party early. That's what that's about. Bam! You heard it first right here. Wayne Breezy Show. John Chapman Show. Don't forget, click on that link. It's in the description. I hope I spelled everything right. I'm sure I didn't. And Peachy's going to correct me. She's my Grammarly, if you guys haven't noticed. All right? So check it out, right? Um, I can't wait, John. I'm super excited. Pittsburgh is first on the table for us. It's first on the table for the 49ers. They'll be traveling to Pittsburgh. Uh, speaking of Pittsburgh, they picked up a new player. All right? So they signed a new player. Uh, the defensive end, Marcus Golden. I did want Marcus Golden. I thought he could be a little bit of speed off the edge. J just early bird synopsis, like a quick early bird synopsis on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Would it, any worries, any thoughts? One of the most disruptive defenses in the NFL uh, have been since Tomlin's been there. However, they lost a lot of corners. They lost, I think, their top three corners. And so it's going to be interesting. They got Joey Porter Jr., but that's going to be a disruptive draft. There's no doubt about it. It's a 3-4, so it's a weird – it's not the same defense the Niners practice against. Whoever the offensive quarterback's going to be, it's going to be a struggle game. It's just the way the Pittsburgh Steelers play. I, I like how you said it's not the typical defense that the Niners practice against, but that week they will be looking at D three, four fronts, correct? Oh, 100%. 100%. When they do the scout team stuff, which week one you'll get that extra week because they added that bye week when they redid the CBA before week one season, so you've got two weeks to kind of prepare. So they won't be caught off guard. It's just a little – it's just different. It's just different. And same thing for the Steelers. They don't play against – Against the 4-3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so – both teams have the same thing, and I would argue our defense is better than theirs. But we'll Ooh, let's talk about it. Listen, don't bother me, man. Thank you so much. He became a member today of the Breezy's Bunch channel, and and he is a Silver Club member. I appreciate that. Don't bother me. You've been rocking with me for the longest. Thank you so much for becoming a member. I am so glad you read that because I was like, Don T. <laughs> but, like, I was trying to figure out how to say it. I, I did, like, the brain did not compute. It's don't bother me, but I was like, who's Dante? But like, I'm man. The 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 will is spinning, but the hamster is sleep sleeping. <laughs> it's like who is Dante? B like who is that? Listen, don't feel bad. I I <laughs> I mess him up all the time. I'm just used to talking to him, so I figured it out. Took me about three or four tries to get it, but I got it. And once I get it, I got it. And when I got it, I'm good. You dig? Like that's what it is, <laughs> John. But spot on, man. Uh, I like your little quick synopsis, and we'll talk about that as we as we near the beginning of the season. We have a lot of stuff that's going on uh, up until then. But for right now, let's get to some stuff, uh, some news for the 49ers front, John. Real quickly, man, a couple of injuries. Uh, hate, I, I 
I detest. I don't want to say the word hate. I detest D E T E S T injuries. But I know that they have to happen because it's the NFL. Let's talk about Dre Greenlaw's. He has a minor procedure. Uh, give us your insight on this. Should we be worried? Do we have if he if he's not if he's unable to go week one? Are we going to be okay? What do you think? I think the linebacking depth is unreal. Um, it's it's absolutely unreal. How and, and that's saying something after you lost disease. But there's so many good linebackers now. I would be willing to say Drake Greenlaw could play today. We saw Patrick Willis in the club, right? Like it, it's it's a thumb issue. Uh, he came out and said he had a thumb cleanup, is what cleanup. he referred to it as. It says you know uh, it was affected him whenever he was punching the ball, uh, which is interesting. You know he he was I think third in the NFL in forced fumbles last year, so. Uh, that's a big part of his game, which I like. And I, I, I don't care that he's not out there at OTAs. He's part of that group now. He's got that second contract. Now, is he on the level of, like, Debo or whatever else? Probably not financially or position-wise, but he's in that group. And so uh, no issues whatsoever with this. He's going to be just fine. I like that, man. And, and, again, he is one of the toughest players that we've seen he has the old school mentality. You can tell he's willing to play hurt. He's willing to play injured. Yeah. But this is a cleanup, and I like how he used the words cleanup. Now, we've heard that term before with the San Francisco 49ers and a, and a certain player when they got something cleaned up or a scope or whatever it is you want to use for your terms, and it's not really panning out. But I just don't feel like I get that same vibe from Dre Greenlaw. No, not a thumb. Again, like if he was a quarterback and it was his throwing hand, that'd be one thing. But he's coming off an incredible year. I looked up some stats on Dre Greenlaw whenever you sent me over some of these notes. Fourth in tackles of the whole NFL. Uh, Fred Warner was fifth, so he, he led the team in tackles. He had a 6.7% missed tackle rate, which is ungodly. Uh, Warner had 10.2, Aziz 7.1, so above those guys. one wow. solo stops, third best in the NFL. Uh, Fred Warner was second. So, like, he's, he's, he's up there in all of these different – you can fit ninth PFF score overall. Like the year he had was just so amazing. And what what separated everything was his coverage ability just shot through the roof. He he just started seeing things differently. I, I don't know what it is. It, one of my favorite plays the whole year is whenever he chased out to re-kill on the out route. Mm -hmm. It was just like it, unbelievable. Like this dude is a top five linebacker as of last year. And if he makes any improvement whatsoever, you're talking Pro Bowl, All-Pro. He's right on the fringe. That's what I'd like to hear. All right, John, you take this one. This one's coming from your stream. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers 
for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yatsik, my man. He says, I'm off school today. I get to catch you live. What a start to the weekend. Let's remember our fallen heroes. Yeah, Memorial Day is coming Memorial up. Memorial Day is coming uh, up. Very, very important. And, you know, just remember those that sacrificed. Um, very important. Thank you, Yatsik. 100%. And I got to give a another member shout out, all right, to the one and only uh, Chrissy1687. Thank you so much. She's been a member for six months. That's half a year. We're getting these half a year uh membership things coming out out of the woodworks man that's that's really cool chrissy 1687 i truly appreciate your patronage your your patronage your support everything everything that you do for the channel uh john do you know how she got her name can you guess let's see 1687 i'm gonna miss it and I, I know I probably know no, the answer. I need you to wake up, John. Sixteen eight seven. Yeah, it's it's the the Joe Montana to Dwight Clark. Okay, so it took me two years to figure that shit out. You figured it out in two minutes. <laughs> I just... wouldn't if you didn't like smack me across the face with my ignorance. <laughs> I was sitting there going through like sixteen eighty seven. All right, Jamestown sixteen oh seven. I'm going through all the U.S. history dates. I thought it was a seventeen thirty eight. I didn't know what we was doing at some point. But now, nah, Chrissy, we truly appreciate you. John, I, I want you to talk about this one uh, a little bit. And 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 the reason being is I didn't expect him to be in a cast uh, during OTA. So Quantrez Knight, I'm sure I spelled his name wrong twice. What are your thoughts on this? He's one of my favorite players uh, by a wide margin. When we signed him and I started going through the undrafted free agent film last year, he just popped. Uh, UCLA kid. His 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 personality is level 100, man. He is just entertainment and just a ball of freaking energy. And and it shows on the tape too. And so last year he won the practice squad player of the year award him and Jason Poe. Like dude just fits. Now the problem is this is the one of the better defenses if not the best defense in the NFL. And the obstacles to get into that 53, man, it just keeps getting harder. When they signed Isaiah Oliver, who we'll talk about a little bit later in the show, I was like, oh, man, that that was his spot. <laughs> like, like he's going to have to jump up. And it's neat that he's missing these reps in OTA because he's the type of guy that needs them. Does this help the 49ers keep talent? I, I don't, I don't want to yeah, say I that. You're saying. Yeah, you're saying. because the Niners find a way 
to to hold on to talent. Like they're hoarders of talent. I really feel like and they'll they'll say, Oh, you're injured? Okay, no problem. Like, you know, and then no one else wants them. And they get to kind of like keep this guy around because I believe Isaiah Oliver is only here for a year, right? Like like this one year deal or two year deal. I can't remember his contract. Uh, I think it was a two, but could yeah, be a two. Me... I, I you. you know. It could be a two, but my point is this is what they do, right? So you you keep this kid under wraps. Uh, yeah, it's two years. It's two years. You let Isaiah Oliver come in, and that's pro- the the contract tells you that he's the starting Nickelback. Like he's a two year. They signed him for two years. It it kind of tells you that, right? Yeah. They Steve Wilkes even said we when we wanted to see what was going to happen with Jimmy. When Jimmy left, the quote was, "We wanted the best nickel in free agency. That was Isaiah Oliver, and he he coached against Isaiah. They were in the same division." Uh, with the Falcons and the Panthers. So he's like, you know, I, I've seen him firsthand several games. It, they targeted him, and they paid him. He got, what was his contract length here? Uh, he got two years, $6.7 million. So, yeah, I mean, not bad, not terrible, but no. it's nickel. Nickels don't get paid a lot. Uh, that's going to start to change, though. I agree. Let's talk about the other injured 49er that's recovering from the injury. Uh, it is scheduled, and Brock Purdy, who 49ers quarterback, he's scheduled to throw next week, John. Right? June, I believe June 2nd is that target date for him. Uh, I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts about this? Now, Kyle Shanahan said he's throwing the towel. I remember you and I having these conversations about the throwing procedures and and kind of like the ranks. He'll go from towel to golf ball, tennis ball, right. uh, whatever ball. Kyle made it clear he's going to be possibly throwing a football. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Like, here's what's funny. When they had the surgery, they were like 12 weeks until they do the checkup. And, again, you you had Kyle, you had John, everybody saying, well, we don't know. We're going to have to wait till this 12 weeks. We're going to have to wait. Well, guess what? That's the first week of June. So everything seems to be going on schedule, which is best news ever. But I have it in my notes that I typed out the day of the surgery. Three months start throwing first week of June. And I haven't changed it. Like, this isn't – this shouldn't be news. I guess the news is it's on schedule or everything appears to be on schedule. That's great. Um, now – if we stick to that schedule again, six months start participating. That's the fourth week of August in practice where you're throwing and at normal. That's the the time frame there. So we'll see. I hope he heals quick. Um, I would I would love for him to be ready for week one. But if he hasn't practiced for at least two weeks, then I don't want him out there week one. Uh, I don't want to bring him back. I want to protect Purdy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Yeah, right. We're not and, played to the Super Bowl week one. Right, and and the way we're set up, we can, right? I mean, I still, I feel like, I don't know what it is, but I love our quarterback room. I love the situation that we're in with the four quarterbacks that we have on this roster. That doesn't mean uh, I'm in love with the Sam Darnold or Brandon Allen. No, but I love the situation that they're in. If something was to go down, I feel like we're a lot better than what we were last year. And so you go Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy. You had to go get my man Josh Johnson off the streets, right? This year, we're coming in with four hot joints, all right? You got Trey Lance, uh, Brock Purdy's recovering, Sam Darnold was the free agent you signed, and then you went and got a a veteran just in case. And so I kind of like the quarterback room situation. What are your thoughts on the quarterback room situation? 
it's incredibly deep. Uh, there, if you're comparing just number three quarterbacks, there's no competition to the NFL. If you're comparing number four quarterbacks, there's no competition to the NFL. If you're comparing one and two, now we can get into some some arguments there for sure. But they're both on rookie deals, and so you have this incredible, incredibly deep talent pool for dirt cheap. Um, and so that it allows you to do so many other things, and I think that's 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 what's so important. You knew that was coming, all right. I like, I like uh, keep <laughs> keeping the faith. Says the 49ers should be able to win the first four games with Lance or Darnold. Uh, let Purdy be fully ready. This was my biggest. This is why I believe we were suggesting, hey man, you don't really got to rush Purdy back. Let the dude start on the PUP. Gives you another six weeks to kind of just evaluate things. You can get real good evaluation on Trey Lance if he remains healthy through the first six to seven weeks of football. And then, boom. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I like this statement. Keeping the faith. Thank you. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, I just – long term. Like, that's the thing. It's I, I get the focus. You want to win every game. And if I, I truly do believe that the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan believe Brock Purdy's that answer. But at the same time, like, man, just just bring him in slowly. There's no need. There's no need to just go balls to the wall week one. If he's 100% healthy, then great. And if he's practiced for several weeks and there's no repercussions, great. I don't have a problem with that. But it, it just seems like, I don't know, man, I want the best of all worlds, and it just makes sense to me to to just ride with Trey for a week or two just to see and allow him to get over that and then allow slowly bring in Brock. And if Trey's playing all world, then great, you stick with that. Um, but if he's not, no worries. No worries. No worries. Here's how I look at the Brock Purdy situation. Uh, if he throws in June, he's on schedule. If he throws before June, he's ahead of schedule. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Just slightly, though. Same damn week. Let's recap OTAs, man. Week one is in the books. Uh, 49ers look like they had a really good, successful OTAs. We talked about a couple of uh, uh, minor procedures. Dre Greenlaw didn't necessarily participate in OTAs, even though he did individual drills and he was out there. He has the minor procedure. Contrast night, we talked about him. Uh, but no other situations are going down as we know of for the 49ers. Let's recap OTAs. I do want to talk a little bit about Lance versus Sam Darnold because that's the competition, even though it hasn't really heated up yet. But that's what, that's what it's going to be. That's the Saturday night main event. Uh, and so let's, let's just do a quick recap of OTAs. Let me get your thoughts on what you've witnessed and heard. So far, Trey Lance has gotten all the first-team reps. Um, but, you know, Kyle came out and just said, you know, it's not really a big deal. And we talked about this on the show last week. Like, OTAs, when when you get 11-on-11 11 11 team reps, that's when it counts. OTAs is not a – that doesn't matter. You're just – there's no team drills. You might do some 7-on-7, seven seven, whatever else. But there's no, like, hey, first-teamers, get up there. Like, that's not what it is. So – I know people are going to pay attention to that. I know people are going to chart every throw and this person was 11 of 17 and blah, blah. Like, coaches don't do that. Coaches don't pay attention to that. Uh, that's not what it is. You're paying attention to mechanics, rhythm, timing, all those things. So it, even though it might catch the Twitter headlines, that doesn't tell the story. It just it just doesn't. We got a Super Chat contribution, John. We do the foghorn over here from your boy uh, Damon Dickerson. All right, go ahead and take this one away, bro. He says, let's play a game, start them, sit them, cut them. Ooh, 
more Zakel and Pryor. Okay. Ooh, I like this. So he's mm. talking offensive tackles, which Zakel kind of plays a little bit. Almost all these guys do. So Guard. you've got Jalen Moore, Nick Zakel, and Pryor. So if I'm starting one of these, I'm starting Pryor. Um, I'm really, really high on that guy. Um, he would be my stardom. Um, and then Sidom, who's your number two from this list? It's like Matt I want to be one. Yeah, like I, I, I want to go with more because he has the experience. But we know when he's out there, he just doesn't play experience. He does every now and then have some really good downs. I kind of want to see what the second-year player Nick Zakel could do at the tackle spot. So I would still put more at three. I would go Zakel at two. Ooh. Yeah, go with the unknown, the swing for the fences pick. Uh, he was as close. He was a close to a gold helmet guy as they had in that draft class, and he could play. I think all five positions. Crazy smart. We just haven't seen him. But the Niners liked him so much that they stashed him on the inactive list. He was on the fifty-three man all year. And all so, year him and jordan mason they figured he, they figured out how did you get them guys on the active 53 yeah, but they, they like did. you said they were able to stash them is it because of that new offensive lineman law rule it's a law rule well he's not being called up from the practice squad um so like he was on the 53 all year so that would kind of more apply to man who who did they keep but i thought i thought that you can have 53 on the roster you can up it up to 55 but one of them had to be an offensive lineman right right but see he's always on the 53. okay so he's not the one that was upped you know what okay. i'm saying okay i think now i see what you're saying okay okay because he wasn't on the practice squad so right. if yeah. you have another offensive line on the practice squad you can up one i see what Correct. you're saying gotcha all right Cool. Uh, Damon, like man, question. appreciate that. That's a great question. Uh, and thank you for the contribution as well. Uh, John, they talked about CMC's leadership here week one of the OTAs. They said he was out there full throttle. Like, dude was out there just like he. it was day one of training camp. What are your thoughts on CMC, man? I just see CMC as like James Bond. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, that dude's just all business and... He's freaking marrying Miss Universe, and he's on Facts. top of the world. And like, and it's just cool to see. Now he's not. It's funny because whenever he does press conferences and stuff, he's pretty boring. Like he's not like an exciting talker or interview or whatever else. But man, on the field, he's just straight business. This dude is a programmed assassin with the way his parents raised him, and he just. He's just a product of that environment, man. Ed McCaffrey did a hell of a job, and this dude, he's going to go 1,000 miles per hour no matter what. It's just who he is. And so you remember just last year when we were three and four and people were like, who are the leaders on this team? There's mm -hmm. no, there's a leadership issue. Uh, that's my voice of public opinion. That's what I think they sound like in my head, um, which is hilarious because, like, you look at this team and it's like, good Lord, there are just leaders everywhere. And he's just a one added to that. Do you think he'll be a captain? Yeah. The, yeah. It's it's yeah. Yeah. He's a captain. Captain CMC. I can see it right now. Well, in the past, Kyle lets everybody vote. He lets everybody I, but, vote. So here, here's the thing. I like, I like that you said that because if he's out there when he doesn't have to be out there, doesn't that show captain leadership? To me oh it, everybody well let me say this i don't know if you watched all the press conferences there was one beat reporter that was there i don't they know called him a mini bosa 
Uh, well, no, they he asked every single person on stage the same question about CMC. So, like, there's a reason why this was circulating. Ah. Like, Kyle comes up. He asks the question about CMC. Then Brock comes up, asks him the same question. Then Trey, same question. Like, and so, like, I, I don't know. Sometimes. Well, Trey said that he was a mini Bosa out there, I believe. Well, Bosa even said the similar thing because neither one of them are the loud talky talk guys like, hey, you know, George Kittle, uh, you know, Fred Warner. They're not those guys. They are just straight business, like professional, like shut your mouth, do your job, go all out, work as hard as possible. All that. Like that's just Bosa and CMC. So, it, it, <laughs> yeah, he, he's James Bond. James he's Bond. Assassin. What is the theme music? No, that's Mission Impossible. What the hell yeah. is James Bond music? Mission Impossible music is way that. better than James Bond music, uh, bro. That that that's that's a banger. That's a banger. Yeah. The Mission Impossible. Actually, I when I was doing production battles, I sampled that joint and I actually won a production battle using that sample. I put some hard ass gritty drums under that joint. <laughs> Kept the three four shuffle going, hit him with that doom doom. That junk was dope. Do 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 do. Anyway, I can't think of James Bond music. I got now. I gotta go watch. I can't get into James Bond, but now I gotta go watch the Sean Connery it's James the, Bond. It's the I could do it, but I, again, I'm tone deaf. But it's that dun 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 like nah, that, that don't terrible. that don't bang that like the doom 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 all bangers all the time. Kendall Roy, it don't it don't bang. Matter of fact. I'm gonna be banging that joint at the first 49ers rush road trip. Oh, I can tell go. you that right now. There we All go. right. Hey John, OTAs is in the books, man. Trey Lance versus Sam Donald. This is what they're pumping out there. The reps don't matter. Trey's throwing, Trey's running reps with the first team. Sam Donald's running reps with team two. Kyle Shanahan told us that Trey Lance is technically running with team twos because no team one wide receivers out there. Um Let's just talk about this, man, and what do we have to look forward to with these two guys? It's competition, man. And one of my favorite things that I took away from all the press conferences was just com competition. That's it. And Trey came out and said, I'm not taking anything away from what Brock did. Nobody can. He deserves it all with what he did. I just want a chance to compete, whether that's with Sam, whether that's with himself, whether that's with Brock, whatever else. Like, this is a, everybody wants to make this an unhealthy situation, a toxic situation, but it's not. It, that's not what it is. And, and like you see the clips from practice, and you know they're going through the reps and all that stuff. And Trey gets up there, he does his throws, and then he goes back, high fives Darnold, high fives uh, Allen, and then same thing with Darnold. He gets up there, then he goes like it's not a toxic situation. This is way the environment is much healthier than even when Jimmy Garoppolo was here. That was a weirder spot, but they handled it well. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm saying the spot that we're in now is less crazy um, than what we had previously, but it's just the continuing stacking of all these crazy narratives that makes the observer think it's insane. Um, it is fueled by a lot of different people that are trying to push craziness, but that's okay. That's okay. Call me Kugel for Coco Puzzle, but I think this is going to be like fireworks. Like, like I, Sam Darnold is going to be challenged. He wants to play football. Trey Lance is like, uh, uh slow your roll, pump the brakes, home skillet. I'm here. It's going to be friendly, but it's going to be competitive. 
You know what iron I mean? Sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, I thought we would get away from that mantra because that's what it was last year, but I don't think we ever can because if you look at the San Francisco 49ers, they're always bringing in competition. Doesn't even they have competition, John, at the freaking kicker position, bro. Since when? Since when? Speaking of kickers, let's do a quick wiki, a rookie watch. John, you get to pick one rookie that you feel from week one of OTAs that's trending upwards, baby. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. Cheater. Um, Cheaters never is- win, even though they win. <laughs> I never, I never, un- let's hold on, hold on, hold on. I never understood that. Bill Belichick because- doesn't believe in that. Tom Brady doesn't believe in that. But here's the thing. The cheaters always win. They might not continue to win in the long run, but they win right now. I think cheaters came up with that so that other people wouldn't cheat and they would keep cheating and keep winning. Uh, Mark Grace, <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? Uh, it's just that's that's the quote there. But <sighs> my player, here we go. <clears throat> I'm going with an undrafted free agent linebacker. And, again, I'm being greedy here because I just did, like, a deep background check on this kid. He might be one of my new he's he's my new like favorite story on the 49ers. And that's linebacker Mariano Sori Marin Ooh. out of Minnesota. Again, I, I say this all the time. This front office and coaching staff, they great they can evaluate linebackers better than any position. They don't miss. Again, second time I'm using this quote, Kendall Roy. Nothing nothing but bangers all the time because that's all they bring. It's just nonstop. That was a succession quote for those of you that don't know Kendall Roy. That's okay. <laughs> uh, nothing but beggars all the time. I want to try to say it all the time. This kid's unbelievable. His his family fret, fled Cuba. They were part of the – his great uncle and grandfather were part of the Fidel Castro overthrow, and they had corruption, all that stuff. They had to flee. His great uncle was up in the Bay of Pigs and mm-hmm. got executed by a firing squad whenever he got captured. Like, this kid, his he watched peewee football film with his coach, and he just kept that passion. And so he's a film junkie, all those things. A lot, a lot of fun. I really do like this kid, Mariano Sori Marin. I, I just think a special team stud. He, I think there's a, a chance this kid can find his way on the 53 at some point this year, but special teams, special teams, special teams. I'm really excited about this kid. Ah, I can't wait to watch him play. Do you feel like uh, who who was our special teams? I feel like we had a special teams linebacker. TFF. Yeah, he's gonna take his job. That's the he battle. Job. And, I told yeah, you, bro, Montana. Yeah, it's called. Uh, man, I, I had the. I, I looked it up. It was like, man, give me a second, because he has a YouTube channel. Um, that's really really cool. And I watched a couple of. Them. I thought about you, Breezy. He goes around sampling food. And so he he's got like a you know goes and eats at like barbecue spots, nice, um, and all that kind of stuff. Here here we go. I got it on here somewhere. Hey, bro, Montana, when you get the link, man, share it with me. I want to check it out so I can subscribe to the channel for sure. Mm. I'll, I'll find it at some point. I got it in my. I, I tweeted it out because I thought it was really really cool, and I was like, man, this is awesome. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll find it in a second. Oh, here it is, Mills with Mariano. That's what it's called. So if you type that into YouTube, he's got a handful of them on there. So go check it out. Fun kid. All right, rookie watch for me. <clears throat> I, I I gotta take it back to uh, Michigan. And so like, you just did your film breakdown on Ronnie Bell. I want to know 
without giving away everything you talked about in your film breakdown. Now, to me, he's had one of the best OTAs. He's catching everything, like, and and he has really great hands. He's there's nothing for him to create separation. I mean, he's winning one on ones. He's not winning the the big battle, the big picture, the zone defense, all that type of stuff. Man to man, no, he can get open. Let me ask you this question. From your film breakdown, and everybody go check it out on John's Patreon. Give me, give us some insight on what you witnessed when you watched some of the film on this young man, Ronnie Bell. I think that there are certain ways that he wins so consistently. You talked about his hands, uh, which which are awesome. He's so scrappy. That, and again, it goes back to this idea of, okay, what's Cameron Latu, what's Braden Willis, and what does Ronnie Bell all have in common? Hands, finding space versus the zone. And you brought this up on, on the Wednesday show. Like, that is just so consistent. Now, my biggest issue with Ronnie Bell is that he does not generate a lot of separation and contested catches maybe one of the worst in the end out of any drafted wide receiver. I think it was at like 16% contested catch rate. But at the same time, you see it sometimes. It's just not consistently there. So Shanahan and him, like if I'm Ronnie Bell, you could not have gone to a better place. It's a perfect pairing because Shanahan will get you the separation because he's going to scheme it all up. Um, so I, I think this is a perfect pairing. I like the pick more and more the more I watch it. There are red flags. He went in the seventh round, but gosh, man, those hands are, he's a baller. He's just a baller. So I could tell you this, there are no red flags. Um, what you saw is what you saw. And I, and I agree with what your, your assessment 100%. There's so many factors and context to put into that. Him not having a quarterback, him getting the ACL injury, him, like there's just so many things uh, that can factor into him why he's not winning those those balls or why he doesn't seem a certain way whatever like that but you said this you said that he's put into the best situation and so all he needed was an opportunity and so like yeah listen getting drafted in the seventh round some players are going to be happy and ecstatic for the opportunity some players feel like they worked their ass off and they should have went higher and so that was probably the response you got from him i can see why a lot of people feel like they don't like him or his attitude i tell you what though he's going out there showing you that he probably shouldn't have got drafted in the second round. And for all the teams that passed on him, he's probably going to show something. He's going to show you something. So I can't wait till training camp because training camp is when we really get to see really quickly. I know this is premature. Does he make the 53? I think he does. I think that that opportunity is there. And again, you talked about everybody passing on him. This is who he was. He was an absolute basketball stud in high school, and he thought that was his avenue uh, to college basketball and all that stuff. It wasn't until Harbaugh like, had somebody talking to him about this basketball player. You should check him out. That's how he got on the radar and was like the last offered player for Michigan and took it and ran with it. was, I think, a three-time team captain, right? Like – the dude, like, whatever I say, baller, like, yeah, basketballer, footballer, footballer. like, he's just, yeah. he's clutch. He is, you know, he's got that, when the game's on the line of big moments, he shows up bigger than anybody, consistently. He, he doesn't retreat. He's not Kirk Cousins. Like, when the lights are on and the lights are brightest, he's at his best. And that is, that's a huge check mark for me. I keep telling you, like, we drafted three players, one season, one game. Like, 
just go watch the TCU game versus Michigan. All the players that we've talked about, all the rookies yeah. from the 49ers. We, they do that all the time. They too. performed they very well there. So Senior Bowl, they did their thing. But that game, under the big lights on national television, I mean, Ronnie Bell had a game, like right? D. Winters had the best game of his career, right? And then when you look at Jake Moody, he's kicking 50-yard field goals. So when you look at that one game, that game tells you it all. It tells you why the 49ers, it, it just made, it just kind of probably sealed, signed, sealed, and delivered uh, the deals that they wanted to get out of those guys. We got a lot of Super Chat contributions. Listen, keep the Super Chat contributions coming. We do it a little bit differently here on the show. We try to get through the preface of the show. We have a whole segment of Super Chats that we're going to read, which is cool because then we can kind of like recap some of the stuff we talked a little bit earlier on the show. So don't be mad if we don't get to it right, right away, but we I promise we will get to all the super chat contributions thank you so much keep them coming in though we truly appreciate that all right john you gave me the rookie watch you ready it's player watch time and so give me that one player that's rising up uh isaiah oliver uh i i said we we're going to talk about him later but doesn't matter the beat reporter that was there they all talked about how he was very clearly the best uh defensive back and defender in the seven on seven period in the one-on-one -on -one period like he was out there and i love it show up stake your claim and prove that you were worth you know the money the addition and all those things so new guy coming into a new territory you you got to alpha male that that stuff man and, and he handled it well so excited to see what he's going to bring and man can you imagine again you only i think it's two starters on the defensive side of the ball that have changed i think it's just two jimmy ward and then the defensive end uh spot that's it everything else is the same and so like if this one spot can be solidified like that man man great news great news amazing news amazing news uh marcelino mccurry ball um i Got just mike snaps yeah i'm excited i i'm excited about this team i really am like i'm excited to watch players ascend i don't think we get too many descensions from players i think players are just on the up and up uh, I don't know how their opportunities are going to come. John, the one thing I can tell you about the San Francisco 49ers, they are stacked. Yeah. And I just finished going through the roster breakdown again because I can't count. And I was on 89 for the longest. And I had to figure out, like, who the hell am I missing? And it was a tight end, obviously. It was Troy Fumagalli. But my point is we are stacked at just about every position and the starters are like it's 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 pretty much locked and starting god forbid it will take an injury to happen for one of those the positions to even open up and so now i'm just trying to figure out like who's going to be on the rise who's going to get the when they get the opportunities who are go who's going to go out there and take that opportunity by the by the tail and just do its thing and we talked about McCreary Ball because he was the one guy that wasn't given a futures contract like all those other guys. He got a one-year deal. And remember I kept saying, don't let his size fool you. The kid can cover. The kid can tackle. He just needs time and space and opportunity. My favorite thing about, again, I think McCreary Ball kind of solidifies this. When we drafted the two linebackers, D. Winners and Jalen Graham, I was like, man, where are they going to put them? It seems pretty obvious. Well, now we know that answer. You had McCrary Ball taking back up Mike snaps. You had D. Winters taking back up Will snaps. You had Jalen Graham in the same spot taking over for Aziz. And so you've got this two deep rotation of linebackers. 
again, they judge this position better than any other spot. And they haven't spent very high on it outside of Ruben Foster. Um, everything else, you've gotten just crazy value and just keep building, man. And so excited for him. You know, Curtis Robinson's special teams where he's going to fit in because he's almost identical to Marcelino Mercury Ball. So and then again, we just talked about Mariano. There's just guys. There, there's eight studs. It's going to be interesting, man. Real it's interesting. Camp is going to be too legit to quit. I might even be out there with my MC Hammer pants on doing the dance. Hey, hey. All right. John, let's get to the the meat potatoes of this before we get into uh, what we're going to do live on the air for everybody. we got a little exercise for everybody. Question of the day. Do the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL? John Chapman is going to give us his take on this. They finished number one in 2022. Uh, we talked about their interceptions on the Tuesday show, how they led the league. Well, I think they were number two in interceptions, but they were still top. Either way, they were the number one defense overall. John, do they start the season off number one again? I think once, you know, season one, or it could be weird, right, early on, but as the time period goes, the cream rises to the top. We were tied for most interceptions with, guess who, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and so you've got those two teams squared off against each other and young quarterbacks. It's going to be a volatile game just because the defenses are so good. Now, if you're just talking like, okay, who's the best defenses in the NFL? You have to look last year. The Niners were first in points, first in yards. You know, who are some of those other teams that showed up on, on that list? There's a pretty big gap, uh, to be honest with you. Buffalo, Baltimore, the Jets, Cowboys, Eagles, Saints, Steelers. Like, th there's a lot of very good defenses in the NFL. I think a lot of people want to put the Eagles pretty high on that list. But one of their best players, if not their best defensive players, on our side now. And so, again, what did the Niners lose? You lost Jimmy Ward, and you lost Charles Minihue, and you lost Samson Ebicom. That's what you lost. Uh, if you want to throw Emmanuel Mosley in there, that's fine. But he was kind of factored out because of the injury. So the Niners added considerably. Uh, I would take Hargrave and Oliver over Jimmy Ward and Samson Epicom and Charles Aminihu. Like, like I don't even think that's close. If, if you look at the amount of money spent or you know contract value, whatever else, or stats, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not even comparable. So do the 49ers have the best defense? It sure as hell looks that way. You have to change at the defensive coordinator position. What's that going to look like? Um, it seems, you know, my favorite thing from, again, Wilk's interview last time was embrace but tweak. Embrace but tweak. So, like, you don't have to change the whole thing. So, if I'm making a bet, who has the best defense in the NFL, I think the Niners could be better than they were last year. So, the answer is yes. The Niners do have the best defense in the NFL, but will they perform that way? And that's something that uh, Eric Armstead, you know, he spoke on uh, Good Morning Football. He says, well, on paper, I guess you can say that, but on paper doesn't win any games. Armstead responded, but we're excited about getting together and starting that journey of grinding, getting together and working. It's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice if we want to be the best. We have the guys to do it, and I think we're going to do it, but only time will tell once we get out there on that field, quote, I think we have the team to do it. Like I said, 
Each year brings new talent challenges, new adversity, uh, things you're going to have to go through as a team. We have the team. It's just going to take us locking in like pit bulls, uh, focusing and getting out there. It starts in OTAs and building the foundation and then training camp. But I think we'll be ready. And I think we have an opportunity this year to do something special. That's from Eric Armstead, man. That's from a guy that in the 49er community, he's valued so high. I think in the NFL community, he's overshadowed because he doesn't put up the statistics as some of these other premier defensive tackles in the league. But he fits the 49ers like a glove. He's probably one of the best humans in the NFL, right? Three-time Walter Payton, you know, man of the year nominee. Incredible. And you got to remember, like, this dude was an Iron Man. He, he played four straight seasons without missing a game. Then he had the foot issues this year. So he missed some time for sure. He played 12 total games this year. But whatever, he came back in that Miami game. That was the switch. Do you remember? A lot of that was Brock Purdy uh, for sure. But, like, that was the switch for the defense too. They, they started shutting. You had, you had that game. Then you had Tampa Bay. It, I mean, they just went cataclysmic right after that point and a lot of people you know the the people that want to talk against armstead they're like oh you know his sacks or whatever else watch the playoffs he led the team in sacks to the playoffs he had two sacks in the playoffs 10 pressures 10 tackles seven solo stops one tackle for loss two additional quarterback hits that he was the best he outperformed he played better in the playoffs than nick bosa did like he was that good whenever it was time to show up he showed up. And if you go back to 2021 playoffs, same damn thing. Same damn thing. So I, I'm a big Armstead guy. And I feel like that's kind of a litmus test for if you I, – I, I don't want to sound like an a-hole, but I'll be an a-hole right here. If you ask fans, hey, what do you think about Eric Armstead? It lets you know who watches tape. I'm just going to be honest. Because if you get the, oh, his stats and blah, 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 and he's too paid and, you know, Buckner, you hear those things, they don't watch tape. They don't watch tape. Because if you watch tape and understand just how he contributes to everybody around him so consistently and not negative plays, so positive, he just jumps off film. And so, and he shows up in the biggest moments. So I'm a huge Armstead guy. Huge Armstead guy, bro. Huge Armstead guy. And on top of that, John, I really see big things for Armstead here in the latter years of his career with the 49ers. I don't see him going anywhere. Uh, I see the addition of Javon Hargrave. I see that prolonging his career because he's going to it's a little less wear and tear on on him. I think the 49ers are doing him due diligence. You can tell that the 49ers love him because they chose him over D-Buck. And on top of that, right, they, they got... I would say a better bang for their buck uh, because you got a more versatile piece. You got a guy that was going to line up on the outside and then saw that the run defense sucked and then lined up on the inside due to the injuries of Kinlaw and stuff like that. So listen, I really do love this guy. I love everything that he's about. I hope he definitely walks away home one year with that Walter Payton Man of the Year award. He's definitely, he definitely deserves it. He does a lot for his community in Sacramento. He does a lot for the fans in San Francisco. Uh, and, and if he continues to just go out there, remember last year, a lot of people were kind of were down on him. He was unhealthy last year, like yeah. for the first time in a long time. 
Yeah, how many games did he play in a row? I mean, it was like it was unbelievable. It was like four and a half years straight without missing a game, and you know, one of the highest snap rates for any defensive lineman. And that's what's so cool about him at Hargrave, is because those two have been NFL Ironmen at one of the toughest positions to stay healthy at. If you could get both those guys staying healthy, whoo, this is gonna be fun to watch, guys. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I like the answer to your question. I do feel that way. I know Eagle fans are going to feel some type of way. They're going to feel like they run the NFC. Speaking of NFC, they lost though. I know. Let's talk about who's the best. Who's best in the NFC, John? Let's have some fun with this. I got to get out of this uh, overlay real quick. We're going to spin the wheel. These are the positions that we have left. Uh, last week we did the wide receiver trio. All right, we're going to do groups as holes as, as right now. So you can see I have the secondary up there as a hole. All right, so that's two safeties, uh, two cornerbacks, or the nickelback you can add it in there. We could do do it like that, however you see fit. We're focusing on the NFC only, and we have to rank these things. So, guys, stick around. If you didn't hit the like button already, make sure you do so. If you're not subscribed to both channels, take this time to do so. John, we're about to spin the wheel, and are you ready? Spin it! Spin here we go. All right, which position will we be covering this week? Of course, because that's the show. There we go. So question is, are we doing full D-line or are we doing defensive ends or defensive tackles? We're going to do the full D-line. So the four up front or the five up, however you want to look at it, if they run a three, four, uh, it's totally up to you. Okay. Yeah, let, let's let's – Let's do this, man. So let, let's do what we did last time mm -hmm. where we jump through by division mm -hmm. and we approach it that way. Perfect. Um, yeah, let, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, and so I'm opening up my PFF depth chart. Uh, you give me a team to start with, and we'll start with that division. All right, so let's go with the NFC South. South. All righty, all righty. So let's do uh, Tampa Bay. Let's start there. All right. So who are their defensive line? And it's interesting because they were so bad. Like they were amazing. They win the Super Bowl. Then they were bad. Uh, yeah, it was, it was rough. So they've got Joe Tryon and Shaq Barrett as their defensive ends. I like that. Vita Vea. And then they drafted uh, Kalijah Kansi in the first round this year. So that's a lot of first-round talent. Uh, I think it was Barrett a first-rounder? I don't think he was. Yeah, he, he wasn't drafted. He was undrafted. That's right. Uh, but Vea, Cansey, and Joe Tryon, all first-round picks. So they've got three first-rounders. That's pretty damn strong. Uh, Very so strong. So let's go to Carolina because we're going to – what we do, if if, this, if you weren't here last time, we go through each division, and we're going to rank them one, two, three, four in their division, and then we'll rank all the number ones against each other once we fill, fill this out. Bingo! Because I, I know everybody always does, like – you know, just Niner stuff, and that's cool, but this is a fun time to get outside and to try to weigh what the Niners have against these teams. All right, let's go to the Carolina Panthers. Brian Burns and Yatir Gross Matos, the Penn State kid. Um, they got Derek Brown, who was drafted right before, um, you know, Kinlaw. Kinlaw, and he's played pretty well. <laughs> and Shy Tuttle, undrafted free agent out of Tennessee. So those are there for. So real quick, this will make it easier on me. Tampa Bay over the Panthers, correct? I got I got Tampa I got Tampa. 
Way to, yeah, I got Tampa over the Panthers. Way, 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 way. All right, let's go to New Orleans, who has just been New Orleans Saints. They're such a weird team. I their front is old. It's old, but so good. You know, I, I just did this whole Cameron Jordan, on. Marcus Davenport. I, I know I Davenport, but, but how he's not there. Oh well, then down again, Cameron Jordan. No, what's the other guy? Uh, Demario Davis. And yeah, Davis. they've got Carl Grandison. They've got Demario. D- Davis. That's who I meant. Davenport's a secondary guy. My bad. Nathan um, Shepard. Nah, nah. There. Here's my order of the NFC South, just off the top of the dome piece. I feel like Tampa's one, Carolina's two, Atlanta's three. Shit. Let, let's. Well, and, and again, Brian Breesy. They got a first round defensive tackle guy out of Clemson in the Saints as well. Okay, this is tougher. So than here, I let's let's go through the Atlanta team uh, real quick. Here's the Atlanta defensive front: Bud Dupree. You got Jarrett there, who's just been Grady Jarrett. He's the Niners killer. Every time we play him, he just has a year. And they got Calais Campbell this year too. So now they got him, and then Arnold Ebicetti. You remember him? Everybody liked him last year for the Niners, speed edge rusher. I think. I think I put Atlanta last. Still, I do. I don't like any of their edge players. Bud Dupree's good, but I would put Atlanta last. I would go Tampa Bay one, Tampa Carolina, Carolina two. two. I'm going Saints last and Atlanta okay. third. All right, cool. Damn it! Right. We finally disagree <laughs> again. All right, let's go NFC West. Um, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's do the Dallas Cowboys, uh, which is interesting. You mean the East? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah, they, they got a pretty good squad. Michael Parsons, for sure. You got to put him there. Tank Lawrence, uh, you know, De- Demarcus Lawrence, he's a beast. They go out and spend a first-round pick on Mozzie Smith this year. And uh, the all-name team, Osa Odigizua, um, who they got in the third round last year that just played awesome. So that's theirs. This is going to be a battle because there's some good, there's some good defensive lines here. No doubt about it. So let, let's do them versus the Eagles because that, that kind of help us. I still got the Eagles number one. Do you? Yeah, Jalen Carter, uh, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, not even mentioning Brandon Graham, who's great, rotated in there. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, all right, cool. Let's go New York Giants. The New York football Giants. Um, this is tough. Aziz Ojolari. This is Avon tough. Thibodeau. Pretty good. Man, yeah, this is good. Dexter we haven't Lawrence. seen Aziz play yet, though, right? Uh, Aziz did play last year. Okay. Uh, he played his rookie year, then got hurt. Got hurt, but, okay. Uh, yeah, he, he was good. And Leonard Williams. Like, this is a solid. This is good. They might have the toughest this defensive line group in the league. Like, the NFC East joint might be tough, because then wait till you get to Washington. <laughs> yeah, <they're>, it's... <laughs> They all built the same up front, which is smart. So, all right, let's do Washington. Chase Young, Josh Sweat, they run a 3-4. Josh Allen, Deron Payne, and then you can throw in their nose tackle, Abdullah Anderson. But, yeah, it's man, this is hard. It's hard. You're, I'm, I'm going Philly one as well. But I think I'm going, man, I, I've – golly. This might be for the top six in the whole NFC. I think I'm going the. I think I'm going Giants too. 
Is that weird? No, I got. I'm going Dallas two. Dallas two. Giants two and a half. <laughs> and you put Washington last. Somebody's got to be last. Washington is last. I can't. I can't put the the, the Giants to me got better on the front. Gosh. Uh, uh, they yeah. got better. And they added in uh, Mozzie Smith too to stop the run. They're gonna. Um, be, they're, that was the no. Mozzie Smith went to the Cowboys. They added. No, I meant that's why I meant the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah, got yeah. better on the front. Yes. So we've got Philly one, Dallas two, Giants three, Washington four. Now check this out. Let's do this and go to the north and look at this discrepancy. Let's start with Minnesota. It just. It, they signed Marcus Davenport. They got him. They've got uh, Dean Lowry. Don't really know much about him. Uh, Izizi Otomewu, fifth round pick last year. Don't know much about him. And Daniel Hunter. Like, terrible. This is terrible. The Vikings are a bad football team, man. I, I don't know how else to say The that. Vikings are going to be probably last in the, NF, in the NFC. They might have the worst defense in the NFL, and it's it might not even be close. Like, their Arizona Cardinals bad. Yeah. Ugh, yuck. All right, Green Bay, um, they've bad got a too. lot of resources. I think I don't think they're that good. Rashawn Gary, they drafted they Lucas draft, Van Ness yeah. in the first round. They, Kenny Clark's a baller, dude. He's still really, really good. And then you've got uh, Devontae Wyatt, another first-round guy out of Georgia. Like, I, they've, got, they've got some dogs, man. They've got some guys. I, I don't so, know. So, all right. So, NFC North, we got. We're putting we're putting the Vikings last. Yes. Where the Bears? Because the Bears got a good front too. Okay, cool. Let's go. Let's go through Chicago. Um, yeah, <laughs> Demarcus Walker. All right, not bad. Then you've got Justin Jones. All right. You've got Andrew Billings. Nope. And then you've got Tra- Travis Gibson. No, it's terrible. It's it's like I I would put them ahead of Minnesota still, but not by much. Like, and that's the thing we were talking about the NFC East dominant. Now we get here to the North, and it's like, good lord, like these are not good <laughs> football teams. Like they're they're not built the correct way. Now you look at the Detroit Lions. Yeah, they got Hutchinson, who's amazing. Aiden Hutchinson was awesome, but outside of that, Josh Pascal, all right. Yeah, you're right. I think Aline you're right, McNeil? John. McNeil, no. Charles Harris, no. You're like, spot on, bro. Terrible. It's like I'm. So I think my Packers order, one. Packers one. Yeah. Okay. Detroit two. Even though Detroit, it sucks. Detroit two. I think you put the Vikings four. Chicago three. Chicago yeah. three. It's a trash division, bro. But these might be the bottom five. They really might be. Like, I'm taking New Orleans, who we had fourth, over Detroit, who we had second. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Good point. All right. Let's go check out the Cardinals. When we're, let's stick to the terrible teams. I don't even know some of these guys, so let's just hold on. They went and got LJ Collier, the first-round bust with Seattle. He's going to be starting for them. That's hilarious. I can't stand you. <laughs> Rashard Lawrence. All right. Cool. Um, Carlos Watkins, all right, cool. Like Cameron Thomas, they're just right. last, John. They're fourth in our division. You don't even have they, to go through their. They did get BJ Ojolari, who I do like. Um, the Correct, rookie. but still, like ooh. related right. to Aziz, right? 
yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's in the family. Let's do Rams. They got Aaron Donald. Everybody knows that. Well, as long as you got Aaron Donald, that that kind of keeps you in the in the float. Yeah, listen to these other names. These are nobody's heard of these guys. Marcus Copeland, um, Jonah Williams, undrafted, uh, Michael Hooked, undrafted, and Byron Young. We all like Byron Young. That was the Tennessee kid. So the the speed rusher. Oof. It's, that's so it's be. it's Cardinals, it's Rams, it's Seahawks, it's Niners. Yeah, I think the Seahawks definitely drafted some studs. I don't give a f- what anybody say. They drafted some studs. Yeah, they went after some fun ones. So this Denny list is going to be different though, because yeah. I don't know how we're going to take the four ones if we feel like the NFC East is has four ones. Yeah, I would say that the NFC East has three three possible ones. Correct. Green Bay is not even in the discussion. <laughs> like, okay, so like, I would take top three in NFC. I take the 49ers over them. I'd take Tampa Bay over them. Like, Green Bay is like last in this. So, yeah. So to me, it's top two. Top three would be Niners, Eagles, Tampa. And now we got to figure in Dallas the, and New York. I feel like New York and Dallas might beat out some of the twos that we got. Yeah. So let's go through the twos real quick. Okay, twos, Dallas two, Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are out. Carolina's out. See what I'm Detroit's saying? Detroit's not good. No. So Dallas moves up. So they're four. And let's go to the threes. Giants. Uh, Giants. It's Giants, the Bears, Atlanta, and the Rams. No, this is bad. It's terrible. Are, are we missing? So is, is are the Giants better than the Seahawks? Yes. Yes, by a mile. Shit. By okay. Well, there you go. What's our top five? This was quicker than I thought. This is, I, that was going to take us a half hour. So, so top five, again, we haven't differentiated the best of the ones. That's the issue. Oh, I thought we, we did. Oh, so so who who's your number one? Niners, Eagles two. You put T- Niners over defensive line wise over the over Eagles? The Hell Eagles. yeah! We just took their best piece and we added it to our number one defense. If I we had a solid defensive end, that would be the difference for me. See, that's not fair because Philly you're first. you're banking Philly. Okay, so you you're taking their edge. They have three solid edges. We have one. That's the only reason why I would put them. First. But now they no longer have. They have an. They have an unproven interior because they lost the interior piece that soaks up the double teams. So I bet you their edge doesn't look as great as it did last season. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. And again, like it, it's totally cool. Like they're both badass. I just think that they have more. I value the edge more than defensive tackles. And they've got three stud edges, maybe four if you want to count Nolan Smith. Um, but that's okay. So you've got Niners one, you've got Philly two, and then Dallas three, right? That's you have what Dallas I got. or Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay would be four, right? Tampa Bay would be four. Okay, cool. There we go. Man, that's fun. And then Green Bay would be five. 
Did we put Green Bay five or did we put the Giants ahead of Green Bay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry, I missed that part. Yep. So we got three NFC East. Do we play the We play the NFC. How dope is this freaking uh, exercise? That's we fun. play the NFC East. John, you got to go back and look at the schedule. We got the Giants with that defensive line on, on Thursday night football. You got Dallas coming in on Sunday night football. They're in the, they're in our top five, bro. Yeah, and we have these games as kind of like we have them as wins. Maybe not the Giants one, but just because of the scheduling. Oh, this is gonna be rough. And then we got the we got the Eagles that we play on the road later on in December. And the Bucks, and we got the Bucks this year. But see, the Bucks defense to me doesn't have the offense to no, allow them to terrible. rest. They're terrible. I was watching Baker Mayfield in practice, bro. He can't hit. He never mind. This is not a Baker Mayfield show, but you know what I'm trying to say. He's bad. He's real bad. So that so to me, their defense will get worn out at some point. So that's why I'm not necessarily worried about their defense. Hey, listen, Kylie agrees with you. Uh, uh, so does Sammy and Pickle. Uh, they agree. I'm not saying that we don't need the second edge. John is saying that their second edge. All right, so give me their edge rushers, John. Graham. Okay, so Josh Sweat, uh, Hassan Reddick, and Brandon Graham. All right. And Nolan Smith. So, but but again, Nolan Smith hasn't done much. Right. And these are now these guys are going to have to step up. And so I guess my theory with that is, and, and I'm not trying to be a homer for the Niners, but my theory is we got better interior pass rushing wise and they got a lot worse now that does not mean that those rookies and the second year players won't step up but now you're putting a lot on them to step up and so the offensive lines are going to challenge them to get to beat them one-on-ones because now they're going to start putting guys doubling up to not let Reddit get around the side and not let uh, uh, Sweat do what he does Josh Sweat does what he do so, like, I feel like offensive lines have a better game plan because they're not necessarily fearing those two young guys. Now, when they had, uh, uh, what's the, they still have them too, the old guy. Um, Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox is still there. He's still a menace. But now you're missing the other piece. I don't know. Call me cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I get it. Y'all logic makes perfect sense. Um, it, 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 like, for me, the best two players are Nick Bosa and Javon Hargraves. Like, those are the best two out of that, both these two teams. Right, right. But then whenever you get to three, four, five, six, I mm-hmm. think all those are on the Eagles' side. Um, and so, like, that's the issue for me. But, again, yeah, the best two players on these two teams are both on the 49ers team. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun way to look at it. And it puts everything in perspective whenever you're saying this or that, this or that. That's fun. That's fun. I love it, bro. Great exercise, John. We got a, a poll question we want to get to real quick. So, <laughs> yesterday, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, has surgery. Uh, and I think it's fun. I, I think it's funny because people felt like I was attacking this man and I was more attacking his antics, right? On the way he kind of handled the situation with the 49ers, right? like the way he handled it with the 49ers. And so I didn't like it. And from that moment on, I was disgusted. And I felt like the Niners definitely got to find a way to move on from him. But unfortunately, they couldn't because he was still 
on the roster and they found a way to not pay him a lot <laughs> they gave him a dirt dog deal he accepted it and he became uh, a person on the roster and when any when anybody's on this roster they get my full support whether i like him or not and so that's what i did i supported him so he's no longer here he's free agent he gets a big deal with the uh with the las vegas raiders and here comes the jimmy garoppolo story so the question is are you happy that jimmy garoppolo is no longer a problem for the 49ers yeah i mean i want jimmy to be successful and i'll just i'll come out and be honest i don't think i ever put this on the show but i felt this way i felt like jimmy could have came back in the nfc championship game but his agent wasn't going to let him Ooh. i was wrong i don't think i said that ever on the show I, I because put that of there. the the news we're hearing today about the injury but right? i was wrong i like i'm telling you my internal whatever my opinion on the matter i just felt like he could have just because of the timeline and they kept him on the active roster and all those things but uh, yeah i was wrong i was wrong and i wish they would have put him on ir i don't know if you were wrong it. because this injury isn't this injury different from what he suffered I mean, bro, it is a foot, but I don't know the yeah, I don't I know the details right. of it. Um, but I, I don't know, and I hope I hope he I want him to be successful. I don't like the Raiders, and I think Josh McDaniels one of the worst head coaches in the NFL. But I do want Jimmy to be successful. I look back on Jimmy's time here; it's frustrating, right? But man, I, I remember how bad we sucked, and I also remember the highs of when he came in for those last five games and just thinking like, man, the Niners are going to be a dynasty. And that was cool. Um, <laughs> Tommy, Jimmy left. The drama did not. Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Drama sells, sadly. I, 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 look, I'm happy that we don't have to deal with the antics from Jimmy Garoppolo and his team. And so, like, I'm happy that it's going. I am not happy that this that he's injured. I'm hoping my question then pros itself that way. That's not what this What's was. What's the question? I can't see it. Uh, oh, what, so what was it, the question? it was it was simply, are you happy that you no longer have that? Are you happy that Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer a problem for the 49ers? What were he's, the results? Okay, I forgot to read the results. 87% said yes. And so he was a problem in more than one way, John. The number one way was he couldn't stay healthy. Ding, ding. I give myself That's the ding, That's what ding. Kyle said whenever, you know, they traded up for Trey Lance was, we're very happy with Jimmy. We just can't rely on him. Good point. So, yeah, it, I, I want him to do well. I, I'll be pulling for the Raiders almost all the games, but I hate most of the AFC West anyway, so. All right, we got some super chats, John, before we jump on up out of here, man. Shout out to everybody that, that just just wanted to give on both streams and and we appreciate it because this is kind of this is what we do this is this is what we do this is who we are and we appreciate you guys and your support and things like that all right so we didn't get to damon's second super chat all right so he says let's play a game spicy version stardom so he's so damon is on something different right now <laughs> uh first of all damon what i need you to do is go to my channel and subscribe because i like you I, I like the spiciness spicy is good no i want to start doing more of these it forces you to make decisions that are th so the stardom you sit them cut them that's big in the dynasty football community like the oh and all that stuff okay so that, that's always a big deal over there with the rankings so this is this is fun and it's hard i don't like this i i, I feel like i'm wading into dangerous territory 
Ugh. And so he's talking, okay, start him, sit him, cut him. Uh, Debo, I Did he call him Deborah? Him. Wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. I don't know about that, Wait a it's minute. Debo. It's Debo. Come on. No man. wonder. And this is why Debo be blocking my stuff. Y'all got to stop talking. Listen, there's nobody that's more aggressive than Debo Samuel. So you, you, you got to give him that. Matter yeah, of fact, he's that. so aggressive, he gets dinged up from time to time. Come on. But so, I still love you, Damon. All right. So basically what we got to do is rank these one, two, three. And we got to do it long term. So we're setting the parameters here. This isn't just for 2023. This is moving forward. Gosh, this is hard, man. It ain't hard for me. You go ahead then. because I'm is... starting Debo. Oh, you put him one. I'm sitting Ayuk and I'm cutting Kittle. Man, I disagree. That's fine. I disagree. I want you to. I'm going to go Kittle one. Oh, no. One. I just said I want you to disagree, and then I said, hell no. Or, so, I think so that he provides something that nobody else can. I think the CMC acquisition made it where you're not so dependent on Debo. Now, I'm not saying I don't want Debo. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying the most important for the near future, George Kittle just does something nobody else can do in the run game, the pass game, all those things. He just – it's different. Captain, leader, voice, all those things. I want Kittle. He's so damn good. I'm going IU2, Debo 3. So I'm going, yeah, start Kittle, uh, sit Ayuk. And, man, I can't even say that. I'm putting Debo third. I can't even say that. I can't. I, I can't. First of all, I can't cut Debo or sit Debo. I, I can't because I when, he's on, when he's on the field, okay, when he's on the field, great things happen. It does not mean you have to use him as a running back. Just give him the ball with one yard. He's taking it 99 yards. I've never seen George Kittle do that. I haven't yeah. even seen Brandon Ayuk do that. No, that's his skill set, right? Now, right. who helps the most in the run game, which is what this entire offensive philosophy is. Yeah, but Debo doesn't need that. Debo, Debo doesn't true. need that. That's true. That's true. And then Ayuk, he's the purest wide receiver. He's like, the best we, wide receiver. Ray Ray can fill in and do some <laughs> – Ray Ray can fill in. CMC can kind of do some of those things. But uh, I don't know, man. This is hard. I hate it. I hate a it. lot of people say that. I, I don't get it, though. Um, because are you are you keeping, are you starting Kittle because of his ability in the run game? Or is it from his ability to be able to get yak after he catches a pass? But then who's hitting horn home runs when they catch a pass in the yak? What, what, are, we, what are we doing here? Like I like I don't get it. Uh, John is one hundred percent right. From Aaron, Kittle and Ayuk will be Niners for a while. Debo is going to Miami or something. It's possible. I mean, it's possible. It's possible okay. that they trade Brandon Ayuk next year. I mean, it, there's a lot of possibilities. It's possible they let Kittle go. Like there, there's so many possibilities that can happen. Now I want to add this in. Sorry, you know we we're doing that ninety man, ninety one man roster countdown or whatever. And so we had five people rank one through 91. These were the accumulative score. The lower the score, the better. All three okay. of these players were back to back to back. George Kittle had the best ranking. He had a 30 cumulative score. Brandon okay. Ayuk, 47. Debo, 51. The lower the score, the better. So they were 6, 7, 8 on wow. our... What what ranked him so low? Is it ability? Because George Kittle missed tons of fucking football. Like now, I don't get it. This was just for the upcoming year, so it, it's a oh. different conversation. This is just for the twenty twenty three season. Um, 
And again, I, I think it's just Kittle impacts everything. Uh, Debo does too, though. Yeah, this. I mean, Debo to me, out of the three, Debo's the worst blocking. But yes, are you? Yeah. Do you want him but to he be? Runs. He can run. <laughs> he can run. I don't know. It's to Easter on. I'm not going to sit here and defend. I mean, you you pick who you want. Damon didn't tell us who he would do, or did he? He's, he's choosing violence, man. He, I wonder if he went Deborah Ayuk. I, I wonder if he would start Debo. No, I don't sit. think he would. Not with the way he phrased that. Okay. Well, I mean, I, 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 we got to ask him again. Sammy and Pickle with the Super Chat contribution. Cool. He says, Love show is right fire. Love both Brock and Trey. So happy Jimmy is gone. I am thankful for him bringing us back to relevance. But it was past time to move on. The mo and, and this is it, right? We, we are all grateful for what Jimmy Garoppolo did. But Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't even stay healthy so that we could continue to manifest the blessings that we have bestowed upon our team. Yeah, and him and Kyle hated each other. And 100%. I mean, that's really the real deal. The real yeah. deal. Like <laughs> they, they and, and again, like the leaving and not talking to anybody and all that stuff, it's weird, but that's just who he is. And, you know, be who you are. I get it. I love it. I get it. Super Chat contribution from Daryl Granville. John, you're going to take this one. Says, do you think we will have a three-three-five look? No, I don't. Um, we did do a dime set for a while last year, where you had six DBs, but we took off the linebacker, not the D line. So it was a it was a four-one-six, uh, which you know is not, that's not what they call it, but it was it was a true dime set where you only had one backer, but you still had your four defensive linemen. Um, I don't I don't think with the way this is set up i don't think they're going to do that i think more 425 and more 415 416 if that makes sense makes perfect sense to me uh sean shepherd's in the building with a couple of super chat contributions oh, Terrible Kanan, uh wait Kanan's doing better so his son is, is is healing and recovering well yes all right but why is mike tomlin still a head coach they lose every year i just i Mike Tomlin is my number one coach in the NFL. If I was starting a franchise and I was the owner, Mike Tomlin would be my very first call. Well, you can't make that statement and not say why. Never had a losing season despite terrible quarterback play for the last six years. Good point. Won Super Bowls. Never heard a word about Antonio Brown until he was gone. No problems with Le'Veon Bell, the contract holdout, all that stuff. This dude, he is just a, a leader <laughs> of men. I freaking love Mike Tomlin. If I could have one person in the NFL coach my children, it would be Mike Tomlin. And I just think he's he's a badass coach and an amazing human. That's just and the and the players love him. Love and him. They play a little different for him, just like our players love our head coach. But and he is honest. Like like it, it is so funny. Like a player will step gritty. out of line. Like I forgot who it was. Oh, it was Chase Claypool. I think it was Chase Claypool. He comes out. He's like, man, we need to have like music at practice, and like we need to turn up. We need to have. Feel and he was talking to the press. The next day, they asked Mike Tomlin this, and he goes, "I appreciate that feedback, and I appreciate that concern, but I think we're going to continue to run the program how I see fit as the head coach." Like he is no nonsense, just badass. And you'll never find anybody say anything bad about him, besides One Steve, maybe losing season. And no, 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 no. That's incorrect. He he has zero because they, they even had a, what's it called last year, didn't they? Am I wrong? They went 10 and 6. They went 8 and 8 twice. 8 and 8 three times. Yeah, never had a losing He's team. never been under 500. 
16 years, never, yeah, 16 years. That is wow. Bananas. John is correct. Wow. Wow. All right. Let's keep it going. Uh, We have a few more to get through. Uh, This is from Peachy. She says, Breezy and John, it is time to get this weekend started right. Wishing everyone a great Memorial Day weekend. And to all uh, who have the people that serve that are no longer with us, remember them, which we will do. Uh, We thank them for their service. And we do that, man. PG, thank you so much for the Super Chat contribution. All right. Uh, Let's get to Christy Marie's Super Chat contribution. Great show. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. I want to know, Christy, how do you get all the colors? How do you get the Smurf color hearts? Like, what am I not doing? That is, I don't know. I I, I can't figure it out. She get all the colors. It was purple hearts earlier, Smurf color hearts here. It's really cool. Sean's back. Sean says, John has an eagle's tattoo on his back he got it when he was a kid uh chuck would be happy if he if he noticed that uh it looks like green big beard now uh that's why angry birds is john's favorite movie he is angry he got that tattoo better d girl this is the first time i've ever been able to read and understand and comprehend a sean Shepherds contribution. <laughs> so here's what's funny is one, Angry Birds was my least favorite movie I've maybe ever saw in my life. I didn't I see it. I, I, I hated it. I couldn't I do it. it. But man, I, I just I respect the way they build their their team. Uh, I think Howie Roseman is a freaking baller. Um, you know, I just said if I could have any head coach, it'd be Mike Tomlin. If I could have any GM, it'd be Howie Roseman. Um, so yeah, but I don't like the Eagles. I freaking hate them. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't respect the way they build their team. I think they have one of the worst head coaches. Nick Sirianni is a freaking turd bucket. I can't stand that that clown. I can't stand that dude. There it is. All right, we got. So so Damon decided to. <laughs> he said he cheated he though. Gave it. So start Kittle, sit Debo. He's trading Ayuk. Mm, the value go. might be great for Ayuk. Yeah, but if you're going to trade him, you kind of missed your window there. Yeah, because it's fourteen and a half million next year. Yeah, yeah. It, you would have wanted had to had done it to get a first round pick last year in the draft. But you shouldn't have because you got all these young quarterbacks. What's quarterback need? Weapons. Why would you trade the best pure wide receiver on the team? Amen. In the worst wide receiver class in a long time. Amen. John, let everybody know what you got going for the rest of the weekend, uh, and then you can take us home. Shout out to everybody out there. Thank you to all the Breezy's Bunch Club members out there. Appreciate you. If you liked everything you saw on the show, please click join. Become a member of the Breezy's Bunch crew. Don't forget to join John Chapman's channel as well. You could become a member as well. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe to both channels. John, let us know what you're doing this weekend, where we can find you, and then take us home, baby. Man, use just type in 49ers Rush anywhere you're at. But, you know, I'm, I'm working pretty heavily on this 90-man roster series, which is so freaking fun. The, the amount of research and all that stuff that goes in. So stay tuned for that if you haven't checked that out yet. Just type in, you know, John Chapman anywhere you watch and or listen. And I, I'm putting together those episodes in my audio platform for those uh, for people that don't go online to YouTube and stuff like that. So you'll be getting that just a little bit more delayed. Uh, so check that out. But, man, if you haven't yet, please go subscribe to the Wayne Breezy show. It's absolutely incredible. It, the stuff that you do, Wayne, is just it's freaking awesome, man. The energy, you, the positivity, it's great. And it's so cool because when we do these shows, you know, we get – 
comments from your channel and my channel, and it, your community's just bonkers, man. And, and the, another funny thing, Wade goes, let's let's keep this show under an hour. <laughs> let's keep the show under an hour. See, what had happened was um, <laughs> when you start scrolling through this community chat, they yep. they get you they they got mind they got mind control over they be like you know when they walk in they be like shut the fuck up and then when they leave we be talking again but it's kind of like the opposite so love everybody out there yeah it's the best well anyway let's let's bring it to a close oh no, no we can't we can't matter of no, fact I got can't. two uh because I didn't get to do this earlier I got to give a shout out to my man Niner Cali boy five month member. All right, Breezy's Bunch Gold and the brother from another mother from all the way across the Bay, 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 because it take that long to get there. Make some noise for the one and only, my man, Lee <laughs> Collin in the building. He's Flex the best, bomb. Man. Where my bomb at? <laughs> if you don't know, you do. You all know Lee. He announced the pick at the Vegas uh, NFL draft. He was the one on stage that announced Samuel, Samuel Womack the third, baby. That was awesome, man. It was so cool because we hung out with him right after he announced the pick uh, in Vegas. Was uh, that, that when was I showed up to the bar extra late and I had to go to that, the John Legend show? That sounds correct. That sounds Those were correct. great drinks. Those were great <laughs> drinks. I was lit at the John Legend show. Yes, I was. I was litty 100%. Member you, of Lee. both Good channels, friend. Lee. Thank you so much. Oh, man. He the subscribed president. to both of our channels. Yeah. The Prez. He's the president of the UK Faithful Chapter. Uh, just does great work over there. Uh, him and Paul Hope. I'm not sure who the – I think it is Lee. But uh, shout-out to Flackers. Uh, that, that's his his call sign on Twitter. Great. Yes, great sir. Day. Yes, sir. John, send All us right. home, baby. We, we What a great show. We got to do it. We got to do it. You guys are the best. And until next time, stay strong, Faithful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.